Scattered across the islands of the South Pacific is a population of crabs that are great in a pinch. The coconut crab is the largest land crab in the world and uses its claws to tear open more than just coconuts. From their predatory tactics to their ability to drop from trees, this is one decapod you don't want to mess with on your trip to Christmas Island. But being a pinchy Pete is just how this crusty crab survives here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, search Cassie Michelle on YouTube. And today we're talking about an animal that sounds like a delicious Caribbean dish, but looks like it's inspired looks like it has inspired the Witchers and Drega monsters. But more on that later. I've I know I don't know I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> Did you play The Witcher? Like an hour of it. Oh, well, there's, like, arthropod-type monsters that look very much like this. Hmm. It's probably definitely the inspiration for uh, Tamatoa in Moana, my my absolute favorite Disney character of all time. <laughs> and you, for I really like him, and you are being facetious. But what are we talking about? We're talking about the coconut crab. Yes, we are. And that does sound like a dish. I just realized that when you mentioned it. I don't know how good that would taste. I'm not a huge crab fan or seafood fan in general, except for like shrimp. But coconut crab, I'd, I like coconut shrimp. I've had uh, crab bisque, and that's it. So, I'm yeah, I'm not a seafood fan. It's too expensive, and also I... It tastes like it's just bug meat. It's... At best, it has a very mild flavor, and it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really all about what I did. Vessel it in. for butter, uh, but yeah. So we're talking about the coconut crab, uh, also known as the robber crab or the palm thief by locals, um, but we're gonna call it here the pinchy pirate and citizen snips, which nice. is a Futurama reference. Give him the clamps. Oh yeah, clamps. No, but there's citizen snips um, attacks Theodore Roosevelt's head in in one of the episodes of Futurama, and it's, a, it's just a, a, a sentient crab. <laughs> How about you taxonomize? Can you give us a kingdom? <laughs> I think I can conjure a kingdom. They're in the kingdom that you know, love, and are in, the kingdom Animalia. Got it. I knew it. The phylum is Arthropoda. You know what those are. Yep. Things with exoskeletons for the most part. Insects, bugs, crabs. The phylum is Crustacea. <laughs> Aren't you naming your daughter that? Crustacea? Alive? Um, I forget. It's either that or Rodensia. <laughs> it's probably... I don't think you... I don't think it's Crustacea. I'm pretty sure you've said that. <laughs> Everyone, they could call her Stacy, and they'd be like, oh, is that short? That's not, that's just your name. Your name is Stacy. And little do they know, it's short for Crustacea. Does, uh, does your wife know about this? Like, is she on board with this idea? Actually, she gets to name the girls. So if there's if there's girls, she names them. If there's guys, then I, I name them. Huh. Which, apparently, <laughs> according to studies, w- women do better with strange names. So I'm my, my creativity is really limited. I'm really yeah. limited to kings and queens of England or Bible names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you can't. Oh no, it, actually, not even the queens of England. Right. So, yeah, you can only do you can do Napoleon. That's not a the, king of England, but no. So James, John, Arthur. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not even real. The and the kings of the kings of England are mostly named after Bible names. So that's true. It's like, except it's it's basically except James, for like Charles, James, Charles, John, and I'm I want to say that's about it. Maybe Philip, but yeah. So good luck uh, naming your uh, your sons uh, so, something between Matthew and uh, Oliver Cromwell. <laughs> that that one's debatable. And then uh, Johanna can go nuts and name them like her her, her daughters like. Uh, star or something like that or malacostraca true which true. is the class malacostraca mally that would be her name and then the order is decapata when you're a decapod mm, yes the family is now do you think this is a soft c or a hard c cohen cohen obitidae i want to i, yeah, I want to treat it like coelacanth but it looks like the cohen brothers Right, but coelacanth starts with C O E. I'm pretty sure. So you can be like cenobitidae, yeah, cenobitidae, or cenobitidae. I seen a bit today. <laughs> the genus is Burgus, which I'm going to have tonight for dinner. Nice, me too. And then the species is Latro, making the binomial name Burgus Latro. Bob's Burgus. <laughs> But since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show, Critter Groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question that question is the same. Every time, what is the name of a group of this animal, or what is the collective noun, or what is the term of venery? Uh, this particular crab does not hang out in groups, but crabs generally do, so we're going to go with crabs. So, Joe, if you saw a group of crabs, would you say it's A, an annex of crabs, B, a brazier of crabs, C, a cast of crabs, or D, a dike of crabs? I'm going to say a cast of crabs. An ensemble cast of crabs. Final answer? Final answer. Ding, ding, ding. You're correct. It's good to go with alliteration. (sighs) Darn it. I mean, I was doing the whole, like, A, B, C, D thing, so I was just hoping that it would just all be a dark horse to you. Um, But, and cast just seems so plain. But you got it. Good job. Sweet. Are you ready to have this thing described? Yes, it's very important that everybody knows what this thing looks like, because uh, it'll be in my dreams tonight. Well, when you get to work, before you clock in... Definitely look up a picture of this because it is crazy looking. Um, Coconut crabs are big land crustaceans that share a lot of similarities with insects because unlike most of their crab brethren, they live on the land. Uh, They live in the land at Epcot. (laughs) They they don't. Uh, I think there's lobsters there, though. Unlike bulbous, yeah, like in their animal, in their like sea farm thing. I didn't know they had a sea farm. Yeah, they have like fish, f- farmed f- fish farm. Things. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I do remember that. Definitely not there. The crabs, though. Unlike bulbous-bodied sea crabs, coconut crabs have long, thick legs and su- that support a proportionately smaller body than your average dungeness 
or ghost crab. But like crabs, they have pinchers. In fact, they have some of the largest pinchers in the animal kingdom, maybe even the largest. The left pincher is always bigger than the right. So, so they're, they're southpaws. They're, South they're lefties. Uh, Large lefties. There's my other uh, nickname. Oh, the McCartney Malacostraca. That would have been a good one because he was a lefty. I would have never known that. I, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not aware of celebrities' uh, handedness. <laughs> Normally, I wouldn't be either, but you can see his guitar goes the wrong way compared to everyone else's. Sure, I guess the like Jimi Hendrix. I never understood that. Like, if when you're learning to play the guitar, it's such a foreign thing when you first start. So why not just like you're using both hands, and they're and they both do like important stuff. So why not just have like be able to buy regular guitars for the rest of your life? No, because you what one hand is. Whichever hand is dominant is definitely more uh, or less dexterous, it seems. Probably. But there, there, you have to have some dexterity. Once you get into like advanced stuff, it looks like you need some pretty great dexterity on the right hand, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Jimi Hendrix just plays right-handed or played right-handed guitars and strung it the other way. Interesting. So it's just he had a weird guitar that very few people could uh emulate very weird style but um and i think there was a judge in judges who was left-handed and that's and because of his of his left-handedness he was able to kill a king ehud yeah, that's what I it think. is yeah that was either the name of the king or the judge the, the king yeah that's a crazy story go look it up read your bible yeah i think it's ehud ehud ben gera e- ehud ben and jerry's Delicious. From the tribe of Benjamin and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's just the most delectable tribe. <laughs> Although judges, the, the the tribe of Benjamin goes nuts in the book of Judges. Anyway, look it up. Uh, they come in a variety of colors. Typically, they sport a brown, tan, or dark gray main color with bright accents. These accents could be red, orange, or blue in coloration. I saw a picture with a red, a blue one and an orange one, and it looked like they were about to play Rocket League. Yeah, I'm looking at that picture right now, and it's uh, it's great. Definitely looks like one commands the power of the sea, and the other one commands the power of the volcano. <laughs> yeah, it looks like... Um, you just got used to fighting the blue one, and then all of a sudden you start seeing the red ones. And you're like, darn and they have it. more health. <laughs> and these ones have shields. <laughs> or they just look like um, like if you're playing uh, uh, Pokemon Ruby, you get to get the, the blue one. And if you're playing Pokemon Sapphire, you get to get the red one. Yeah, they're, one of them is shiny. Yeah. Shiny! Yeah. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I, I, right, brought, I brought this upon myself. Since it, it, we mentioned it's a big crab, let's talk about how big that crab is. Welcome to the beloved measure up, beloved measure up segment. <laughs> the, the official. <laughs> You've been going to a Presbyterian church for too long. <laughs> I realize I always say, like when I'm reading the Bible out loud, I always say, "Blessed." Ed, but I'm, and like bl- beloved and blessed 
sounds wrong. Yeah. But that's just because it's old an old way of speaking. Same. And it well, also fits better in the hymns when you put an extra syllable Oh, that's there. true. That's true. That like, sometimes it's designed for that. Like pierced is pierced hands. Yeah, I would never say like I would only I would say pierced if I'm playing D&D. <laughs> that's why so what you do is you stretch out the words that don't have the extra syllable like pierced and blessed and then you cram together the other words that have the extra syllable like heaven and given yeah why don't we just you know I guess that was just nobody ever said P- did people say pierced back then and then just the songwriters are like pierced sounds cool anyway I don't know this is the part of the show <laughs> when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio yourself saying, singing, or chittering. The words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro this week. Poo. But that means we get to hear from an animal, and Carlos has to guess what it is. And I have to be really careful about this, because I found a video where the person is compulsively, and almost intentionally, it seems, saying the name of the animal over and over and over again. Uh, but I found a, a section of the video where he doesn't. So, without okay. further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Did you hear that sound? I heard the sound, yeah. Okay. Is that A, a ghost crab? B, a spider crab? C, a velvet crab? Or D, a dungeness crab? Uh, spider crab. Final answer. Final answer. That is incorrect. It's a ah. dungeness crab. It just sounded so like a loud marble falling on a table. It sounds so, like some sort of stridulation. And spider crabs are the biggest in the uh, the biggest crabs in the ocean. Yeah, this I mean, is the dungeon- biggest crabs of all time. But like, the, it's a dungeness the- crab in a bucket. So maybe the bucket's making it sound bigger and larger. And the person in the video is just saying, Dungeness Crab, Dungeness Crab. <laughs> They're like, have you ever heard a Dungeness Crab make this sound? This is a Dungeness Crab. Can you believe a Dungeness Crab would sound like this? Interesting. I guess it's like, it's mostly people's meals, so. Let's talk about body length. Considering their 11, 11, <laughs> their three foot leg span. Ooh, that would be... That sounds like more like a, a witcher monster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they appear very large, but their body length is around 40 centimeters or 16 inches on average. Um, it's very big. So how many coconut crabs go into the greatest length of Christmas Island? Hmm. Do you know where Christmas Island is? In the South Pacific? Yeah, it's... Uh, here's the hint. Christmas Island is a territory off... Uh, of Australia, though it's just off the coast of Indonesia. According to the Christmas song about Christmas Island, if you spend Christmas there, your Christmas dreams will come true. My, my, my Christmas dreams. <laughs> I, it can't be that big. I don't know. I'm going to say 10 miles. 10 miles. Yep. That's enough for like one small little hamlet. Because I think like Puerto Rico is something like 100 miles. Cross. And there's so many islands out. Yeah, there. I don't know. There's 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 some that are just like little spits of land and some that are much bigger. So, I don't know, 10 miles in diameter seems like a 
on the smaller side tropical island in the South Pacific. Well, it has to bear this in mind. It has to hold one of the largest populations of coconut crabs in the world. And yeah, there's one other island that but does I too. Do know that um, they their their largest populations are where people are are less frequent. <laughs> there, the fewer people there are, the more crabs there are. They want to be where the people aren't. Right. Yes. They don't want to see them dancing. Same with Sebastian. What? Sebastian the crab. Yeah. He wants to be where the people aren't. It's better down where it's wetter. That's true. All right. I'm going to say 3,300 crabs. 3,300 crabs. Final answer. Yes. The correct answer is 47,520 crabs. Oh, this is a much bigger island than I had anticipated. It It isn't, though. Maybe I, one of us did math wrong. The island is 19 kilometers or 12 miles long. Oh, I did math very wrong. I missed one step. I uh, figured out how many feet were in 10 miles, and then I divided that by 16 inches, which was wrong. I needed to multiply. Once I got the feet, I should have multiplied that by 12 and then divided that by 16. Missed? You would have been relatively... Did you miss a decimal? You would have been really close because... Yeah, I would have said 39,000. Pretty close. close. Darn it. That was a a math problem. But there's a lot of crabs in two miles, so... Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about their weight. They're 4.1 kilograms or 9.0 pounds. How many of the world's smallest baby ever to survive birth go into the weight of the coconut crab? I don't see how this related to the crab. Oh, well, because I was thinking, nine pounds, it's like a big baby. Oh, okay. And then I'm like, well, well, it's a small baby. So here's a hint. The baby's name is Sabi. <laughs> Sabi the baby. Uh, and she's still a baby because uh, she was born December, well, a toddler. She was born December 2018 after her mom had to have an emergency C-section at 23 weeks which is 17 weeks early. Only half of babies born at this stage survive, uh, but after five months in the NICU, she was able to go home happy and healthy. All right, I'm going to say that uh, this baby was a pound and a half. Because I feel like somebody recently told me about like a, like a, a two-point-something pound baby. And if this is the smallest ever recorded, then I'm going to say 1.5. So the answer is six. Six, uh, six of six sabies go into six baby sabies. Six baby sabies go into this crab. The correct answer is sixteen point seven baby sabies. This baby was less than a pound. Sabie was eight point six ounces at birth, half a pound. Whoa, that's the size. That's the weight of a large apple. At twenty. that is uh, wow huh because we're we're expecting another one and at this point he or she is the size of a an orange so how many weeks is it it's nine huh so i wonder how large maybe it's like the 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 weight rather than the size kind of thing yeah apples are probably denser than oranges 
Yeah. Uh, would you like to hear some fast facts before we get into the major fact? Sure. Well, they live on the tropical islands of the Indian and Pacific Oceans. They are terrestrial crabs and spend most of their time in the coastal areas of their home islands. You know, they're, they're actually the largest invertebrate on land in the world. Wow. They're the largest yeah, arthropod yes. for sure. And then I looked it up to see if like it extended to all invertebrates because there really aren't. I couldn't think of anything bigger. And nope, they're the they're the largest largest. I I saw that they might um, top out the largest that an invertebrate can get because um, in modern times, because of the atmosphere, the the oxygen in the atmosphere is lower than past. The, then in the past when there were bigger arthropods, but uh, it's just they arthropods are not as good at absorbing oxygen as vertebrates are, so they are like uh, probably the top that uh of the biggest you can get as an invertebrate. Yeah, because of the concentration of oxygen in the atmosphere. Yeah. So these crabs eat a variety of plants and animals, including fruit, nuts, seeds, carcasses, turtles, and other crab species, and even members of their own species. They aren't thought to eat coconuts as a major part of their diet, but it seems that coconuts are very important to them because they their populations were uh, on islands where there aren't very many coconut-producing palm trees are very small. And they are smaller on islands with fewer coconuts. Yeah, their so population is like, small, and they are actually smaller. Yeah, so they don't always eat coconuts, but when they do, it, I guess it's a nutrient boon to them. Um, and it takes them quite a long time to open these coconuts, uh, but they get it done with those claws. So they're associated with coconut-producing palm trees, though they don't live in them. Instead, they burrow underground. If they stray too far from their burrows, they may escape predators by climbing up a tree, especially when they're young, and, it and the climbing's easy. Speaking of young, though they are land crabs, crab hatchlings are planktonic, which means they are tiny, free-floating organisms. That have, so that have uh, friends of the opposite gender, then, but that doesn't, they don't really go anywhere. <laughs> uh, or they're the perfect specimen, the ideal version or they of a have, free-floating organism. Yeah, they have like uh, perfect uh, uh, societies as well. So, like a girl who loves the sea, it calls mother crabs to skitter down to the water's edge to lay their eggs. There's a lot of Moana references in this one. <laughs> as they age, they sink to the bottom of the seafloor to use shells as armor like hermit crabs. Within a year, they leave the sea and forget how to breathe underwater. So if you see one, definitely don't toss it in the waves. It's like tossing a tortoise in the water. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> Didn't we have it's a not good. Somebody told me that he did that and we yeah. realized too late that it wasn't a turtle. It was a tortoise. Yep. And that's probably not a good... Uh, hopefully he was able to climb out. Hopefully. Uh, so, though you may have dreams of giant crab rangoon when looking at these crustacean titans, they are poisonous to humans. Because of the fruit they eat, uh, which has toxins that build up in the crabs, uh, it makes them toxic to consume. 
I was actually reading that they could be toxic if that was if that fruit is their main um, if they've eaten a lot of it. But they have been so hunted quite a bit. There's hope for yeah. It's like a giant rain for, for giant giant bisque. <laughs> Coconut crabs are long-lived and may continue to grow until they reach 120 years. That's tortoise level. Yeah. Each year they molt their shells and retreat to the burrows during their vulnerable naked phase. Same. They actually eat their shells. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say. Instead of birthday cake, they eat their old shells each year. I'll let you keep... I'll let you go. (laughs) (laughs) In... uh, That's a... Nutrient saving method. That's so nasty. <laughs> not gonna leave any nutrients behind. Are you not eating your like fingernail clippings? Because that's kind of a waste. Are you not uh, when you get sunburn and your skin peels? Or are you not just uh, a- adding that to your yogurt? Every time you, <laughs> every time you go and get a haircut, sweep that up. You got a stew going. Oh, this is <laughs> this is. I mean, I guess that's what Polyjuice Potion is, right? <laughs> Hair, the stew that flosses. It flosses your teeth while you uh, sip. That's the next LDT shirt. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't like it. I don't want it in the world. (laughs) Well, that's all I got. You got any big facts? All right. Yes, it's a big big crap, big facts. We're going to call this one Quick Claw, which is a Pokemon reference. Um, So the coconut crab has the strongest grip in the animal kingdom with a potential of 3,000 newtons of force now they did a bunch of studies or they did one study sorry where they got a bunch of crabs um, but none of the crabs were the size like the maximum size uh, reported for uh, a coconut crab and so they recorded the the maximum uh grip strength which i think was 1800 newtons and then applied that to a crab that was four it was four kilograms which i think is uh like 16 or like 18 pounds um or no like 17 pounds so that's compared to the the upper end of average which is nine pounds like that's a really big crab so they uh anticipate that having 3000 newtons of force and that's 10 times stronger than a human's grip now that's not the strongest gripping ability of any animal that goes to the crocodile with it's like sixteen thousand newtons of um, bite force but this is the strongest like uh, appendage grip Uh, their arms are also strong enough to lift over 50 pounds which is the weight of which like they can lift a small child so that's these wow it's 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 creepy. So they they use these super powerful claws to tear apart their food, which is mostly fruit, um, and also uh, there are, are it definitely consists of, of coconuts. It's not the only thing they eat, but they definitely eat a lot of coconuts. Um, they'll they'll climb up to thirty feet into trees, and uh, they'll either cut down the coconuts that are up there, or they will grab a coconut from the the ground bring it up to the top of the tree and then just drop it um, and then go down to feast on the coconut uh, if it breaks i'll repeat the process if it doesn't break but they don't just climb down 
they'll drop down. They'll just fall. They can fall up to 15 feet without getting hurt because they have such uh, strong carapaces. Although they don't have a a shell. Um, Adults don't have a shell like most crabs do or like their their ocean-dwelling younglings do when they uh, are like more traditional hermit crabs. So they're, they are covered in a really hard armor, though, and uh, that allows them to not get hurt as they fall from trees. And then they will try to rip the husk apart with their claws, or they'll, uh, they'll kind of whack it. They'll, they'll hit it like the, um, like the creepy robot baby from Toy Story, taking its claw and hitting the, the side of the, the desk to alert mm-hmm. all of uh, the rest of Sid's toys to help Woody and Buzz. Um, and it'll keep hitting it until it cracks so that they can get at that tasty coconut flesh and have a pina colada and get caught in the rain. Um, but they don't just eat fruit. They're omnivorous like pigs. So uh, they'll eat just about anything they come across, including the carcasses of animals and living animals so there's uh, actually a pretty gruesome video of a crab of a, a coconut crab climbing a tree and uh it finds a sleeping red-footed booby which is this kind of seagull large seagull uh bird and uh it grabs it grab it grabs its wing breaking its wing and tearing it off the tree so it falls and then presumably i didn't see this in the video but i mean i imagine the the bird could just get away but the because the crab could just dive bomb out of the tree um i imagine it just dropped and dropped onto the the bird that had fallen and then it broke its other wing and then a bunch of other crabs showed up and ate the the bird so that's not common at least it's not commonly reported that they go after large prey like that. Um, but it is creepy and crazy. Uh, so they're not opposed to to eating uh, large, larger animals. And some locals of some of these islands have reported that uh, these crabs will eat kittens. So <laughs> um, enjoy that sad, sad visual. Um, but, you know, crabs got to eat. Uh, got to eat and they'll not only eat the uh the bodies the live animals but they'll also eat carrion dead animals um and potentially even dead humans so uh if you don't know about amelia Earhart, she's the first uh woman to or first person i think to fly across the atlantic uh on her own um definitely the first woman and uh her plane mysteriously vanished she and her plane mysteriously vanished and the legend has it that her body was uh eaten by coconut crabs specifically coconut crabs and that's why we can't find it um yeah that's a that's a relatively recent theory is it really yeah i was I, i actually listened to a podcast about her and uh years ago i don't remember i remember like it may have like fallen into the sea and been eaten by sea life but i'd never i hadn't heard the coconut crab theory it's kind of it's based on like oh it's more than just like if she landed on an island with coconut crabs they could have 
you know, eaten and she died. They could have eaten her. But I think it it has to do with like, oh, this is where she might have been. Uh, and this island, it, it seems a likely candidate for where she could have crashed for different reasons. And then also it had coconut crabs on it and they are known to eat carrion and carcasses and stuff. Yeah. And they're and drag was- them into dens and stuff. So you'd never find like remains. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody needs to be worried about coconut crabs uh, hunting them or attacking them. Um, but you definitely don't want to mess with them. They're, like I said, they have incredibly strong pincers and they have a penchant for never letting go. So uh, they have a lot of willpower and uh, long suffering when it comes to <laughs> um, that. So you don't want to get pinched by one of these guys. Really quickly, I want to pull up the article. And somebody described being pinched by the coconut crab. Actually, the researcher that went to go find out what their uh, their grip strength was. Uh, oh, my gosh. it's <laughs> Got uh, pinched? Hold on. Okay. When is Coyote Peterson going to do this? He's, Did he already? The... Uh, the the researcher said being pinched was like he he, he said I was pinched two times and felt eternal hell. <laughs> uh, was he being dramatic or was I, that real? It, I don't know. It may have been. Uh, he's uh, a Japanese researcher, so it may have been just a poor translation. Um, maybe hyperbole is more common in. Uh, when you're talking about stuff like this, maybe, maybe that's a phrase that just means like it hurts like hell. Yeah, yeah, like it's 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 extremely painful. But it's, it it definitely sounds like a a very literal translation that doesn't take like an idiom into account. Um, but it is funny. He was <laughs> pinched two times. Uh, but yeah, I mean they pinch super hard and they're not letting go. There's apparently a trick that gets them to let go. Tickle uh, their bellies? Yes, tickle their bellies. Really? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was being funny. Um, hold on, let me see if I can find. Oh, they don't. They don't have it here. Um, but yeah, there's the 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 locals have a trick for uh, for it, and um, it's it has to do with stroking like their armpits on, on the underside, and then they let go. I guess they're ticklish. The locals are pranking the tourists. That's... <laughs> it's like, hey, well, if you ever get pinched by one of these things, just sing it a nice song <laughs> in, the, in the most calm way possible while you're uh, bleeding out or whatever. Uh, Citizen Snips also tends to steal human food because they're, I mean, they're relatively fast for, because they can, they can move. Uh, they're so big. They have large legs and they have strong legs so uh, they can climb and and move quickly so they have been known to steal the food of the locals which is why they're called the robber crab or the palm thief Um, and why I called it the pinchy pirate but uh, they're also pretty aggressive with each other and since like I said since they don't have shells they have to defend themselves with their claws and uh, they tend the larger palm crabs can actually kill and eat the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Besides humans, those are 
Those are their only natural predators. Or other but, palm crab or other uh, coconut crabs. Yeah, and birds when the uh, when they're younger. But uh, now they have to contend with dogs and pigs. Pigs will like go after them and eat them. I feel like a pig would just have a hard time getting through that carapace, but Oh, pigs can bite through stuff. I'm sure. But that's still that's like that's tough. And plus they'd have to contend with the pincers. Like they try to bite one leg and then suddenly they get the the eternal hell in their nose. <laughs> but I I guess they have a, a high threshold for pain. But that's all I got. That's all I got. That's the coconut crab. If you didn't know that a giant, giant crab lives on land somewhere, now you do. Enjoy that. Enjoy that knowledge. Yeah. Have you ever spent Christmas on Christmas Island? Because you might be a pain, you might experience a painful hell. Yeah. Eternal. <laughs> uh, as, as hell is. He, he's still, that researcher was still feeling it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's why he could describe it that way. He's like, it's been 10 years <laughs> and I still feel like it's attached. The crab to is still there. <laughs> he didn't never let go. <laughs> it's a, it, it's a ghost crab. He's being haunted uh, by Pinch's past. (laughs) The ghost of Pinch's past. I looked up a video of a ghost crab today, and it was like, they they have like these cute big black eyes. And then the the top comment was, that crab is shaped like a friend. And (laughs) somebody underneath was like, what does this mean? And then somebody else was like, it looks friendly. (laughs) It is shaped, shaped like... Like the best, like best boy. <laughs> All right, so for, that was the coconut crab for you out there in Podcastia. Go uh, shed your shell, get a grip on life, and don't let go unless you're tickled like the coconut crab here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hey, Taxonomy Titans, thanks for listening to the episode. Just a few quick things. As always, reviews and social media engagement are greatly appreciated, but recommending the podcast to friends is the best way to help us grow. If you'd like some LDT-flavored merch, check out teespring.com stores taxonomy tees. That's it. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. Podcast. <laughs> Good advice. Especially the tickling part. <laughs>